Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Amen. Praise the Lord. So glad he's been with us every minute on every mountain, every mile. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Uh, sometimes we, we just need a win. We just need a win. I can tell you there are a lot of teams out there I've followed over the years that have done a lot of losing, the Falcons being one of them. And I can tell you how bad it feels. I mean, honestly, year after year, I can just about bet you what the record is going to be. At the very best, it's going to be eight and eight and all, you know, nine and, nine and seven at times. And, and you get to go to the playoffs and you're put out. But, and then there are those teams you, you played on, maybe you played in high school football or such, and, and uh, you were okay, but you never really made it quite far enough. And, but then there are those teams who never win. Almost never win. You just count it. If they're a, if they're a well-known team, they can go in. They can kind of they can play the game against another team and realize, hey, we're going to beat this team. They're so sorry. They're so they're so terrible. But I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times, what a team like that needs is just one win. If they can just get one win and have something to build upon. If they can just if they can just win a couple of games and have have a little bit of momentum, sometimes they can get to going. One team, if he can just add one player, Tampa Bay is going to be in the in the Super Bowl, and Tampa Bay added just a couple of players this year and went from not even being in the playoffs for I don't know 12, 15 years to to you know now they're they're going to go to the Super Bowl and just adding a couple of players. The problem is, folks, we're living in a land today in America where people need a, need a lot of wins. You see, we see politics and we feel like we're losing in politics we see we see the things going on in the world and we realize we, we think we're losing we see what's happening to our families across the nation sammy and we realize that we realize that we need some wins folks i want to promise you something we're about to be in the scripture where paul begins to teach if there's anybody who needed a couple of wins when he's in prison it was paul and paul says there's a way to win there's a way to win and he tells us as Christians, because you can look around the room and you see those smiling and having a good time, but you can see those two that you know something's going on in their life and they need a win. There was a golfer one time and he, he said, uh, and I know Bob golfs well, he tries to golf. I know he tries to. And uh, there was a golfer one time, he said, man, I want to learn to do, I want to learn to be a good golfer. He said, there's a guy right up the road, he's an older fella, and he, he's a pro. He used to be a pro and now he's retired. He said, I'm going to get him to come and teach me to golf. So he went up there and he asked the guy, I said, I'd be glad to. He said, I can't much play golf anymore. I'm, I'm in my late 80s, and I, but I'll come out there with you and all. So he walked around with him, gave him some pointers and such. The young guy hit the ball, hit a tree, and the ball went over to the side of the tree. He was beside himself. He was angry, and he went over, and he said, okay, now what, what kind of a shot do I need to make? That older, that older pro, he said, well, you know, when I was your age, I'd have knocked that ball right over that tree. He said, well, let me try it. He got there, and he got to that tree, and he, he went to hit it. It went right into the tree, bounced off the tree, two or three trees, and went to the ground. That older pro, he said, yeah, but when I was your age, that tree was three foot tall. Amen? <laughs> See, we just need, we need a win or two. We need a win or two. And I'm going to tell you something. Paul tells us in the Word of God that we can be a winner. You need not think you're a loser. You need not think that the world has gone so far. I'm telling you, I've been there, folks. I've been there over the past few months that the world has gone so far that God can't do something with it. Oh, folks, that there's somebody you love that's gone so far that God can't do something with them. 
that you believe, that you think, oh, this situation in my life, in my marriage, in my relationship has gone too far, that God can't do anything with it. Friends, let me promise you one thing. God can still do this. And you say, well, Ryan, you know, winning's not everything. Well, how about tell that to somebody who's suffering from cancer? You say, well, Ryan, they may pass away. Well, Paul's going to touch on that today. Paul's going to touch on how we win no matter what happens here. How we win no matter what happens here. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's word. Thank Jesus for his word. Philippians chapter 1, you've heard these verses before. He says this, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and all the other places, And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice. Yea, I will rejoice, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that all with all boldness as always. So now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Listen, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You may be seated. The first thing we realize, folks, the first thing we realize is that we're winning with hard times. We're winning with hard times. A lot of people, listen, the easier it is, the better. I know people that, listen, I got, you got a side gig, you got a side hustle, and you, you're on the computer. You're like, man, look how easy this is. All I got to do is push some buttons, and, man, people are buying items and stuff, and people are at home and on video, on, on the computer as such. They're able to Zoom meetings, all these things getting easier and easier. But let me tell you something, folks. I promise you this. You're winning with the hard times. You say, Ryan, what do you mean? Well, here's the thing, folks. Anything you want to accomplish is going to be hard. Anything you want to do in your oh, listen, I got to, Ryan, you know, uh, we need to sit down with you and talk about our marriage. Okay, let's sit down and talk. Well, it ain't going to happen in one time we sit down. It's going to be a work, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a difficult journey along the way. But guess what? If it is a difficult journey, and you are working hard through it, then when you get done with it, you're less likely to let go of your victory. It's a hard time. Listen, when people work hard, when they sweat, when they've labored over something, they hold on to it just a little bit more. So I was, come on up here, buddy. Come on up. I, I, I asked him. I asked him to do something for me. You don't have to grab them just yet. I got a couple of 20-pound dumbbells up here. Okay, and here's the thing. I said, I, said would you, would you, I just came down off the stage. I said, hey, would you mind grabbing these things? He said, I wouldn't mind at all. He may regret it in just a minute. This is what I'm going to have him do. Yeah, he's a tall boy. He's a big boy. There ain't no doubt about it. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. When you're in your life and you're trying, to, you're trying to work through life, even the easy things can get hard after a little while. Even the easy things get You say, well, listen, I, I, want a, I want a new body. I want a new job. I want a new career. I want a new this, that, and the other. Well, look, look here, here's the thing. I'm going to tell a story, but while I'm telling a story, I'm going to let Silas grab these dumbbells. Go ahead and pick them up, big boy. All right, he's going to start curling them. All right, just, just start curling them. Now, here's the thing. They're 20 pounds. He's looking tough. Got the girls checking him out. I mean, he's a big boy. 
He's a big boy. Now, listen, listen. Eventually, you have to get tired, okay? But if you rest your arms, and then every time you rest your arms, I just want you to do another rep, rest them for 10 seconds or so. But you just keep curling, okay? You're impressing a whole big group of people here. So you keep doing this. Here, here's what I want to do. A lot of you are going to watch him, but listen to my story. Listen to my story. You see, here's the thing in life. A lot of times we're pushing and we're doing a hard work. We're doing a hard work. We're doing this kind of stuff right here. We're pushing and we're trying our best to get something accomplished. This man one time, and this is just a parable, this man one time, God told him, he said, you okay? God told him, he said, I want you to press against the rock. I want you to this big boulder that's outside your house. I want you to, I, I want you to push the rock. So he goes outside. So I said, he gets to pushing on that rock. And he pushes on it, pushing on it. The rock doesn't go anywhere. And day after day after day after, you okay? Day after day after day, he goes out there and he pushes on this rock. It pushes on this rock and it never moves. Finally, he is so frustrated after months of trying to do this. He goes before God and he says, I'm done. He says, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to push against this anymore. I can't move the rock. And God says this. He says, in all this time you've been pushing against the rock, you got strong. You got tanned where you could handle the sunlight. You got to where you could handle, how come you're only curling when I'm looking at you? <laughs> I'm about to go ahead. But, but you, got, you got tanned. You got strong. You built, you built your muscles. You're ready. He said, I never said move the rock. I said push the rock. I'll move the rock, praise God. He said, here's the thing. Hey, thank you, Silas. Right, you're going to be sore tomorrow, brother. Go ahead and put them down, man. But here, let me, let, me, let me just tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay, guys, listen to me carefully. In order for, in order for him to build muscle, he's got to tear down muscle. You say, oh, I want an easy way. Give me an easy way to get in shape. There ain't no easy way. There ain't no easy way. There ain't no easy way to build a company. There ain't no easy way to, to get through your troubles in your marriage. There ain't no easy way to see that person saved that doesn't know Jesus. There's no easy way. It's hard work. And, it, and Paul, says, Paul says in these verses, when he's talking through these verses, he says that very thing. He says, listen, these afflictions that have come upon me have furthered the gospel. You can see, thank you, buddy. Thank you. They have furthered the God. He said, you put me in prison, that's okay, because you put me in prison and more people started preaching. He said, this stuff you're putting me through, hey, this stuff they're putting the church through and the church is finally standing up for itself, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to build us up, it's going to make us tough, it's going to make us strong, it's going to get us through there, we're going we're gonna to stop complaining, we're going to start obtaining from God. People who make excuses, listen to me carefully, people who make excuses are seldom good for anything else. He says, listen to me, he says, but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Devil, what you meant for good or bad, God meant for good, praise God. It's a hard road, but I'm on my way. That's what Paul says in the middle of it. We're winning with hard times. We're losing. We're losing with easy times. You say, well, Ryan, what do you mean? The easier it gets, the weaker we're going to get as Christians. You say, oh, listen, I, I like being able to come to church, and I like being able to sit in the pews, and it, it'd be comfortable. And I like the air to be just right, and I like the seats to be just right, and I like the colors to be right, and I, I wish the screen would do this, and I, I wish the mics worked all the time. And I don't think I'm going back. I think I'm going to go somewhere else. So I, hey, listen to me. Listen to me. The easier it gets, the more, the softer we get. If, hey, listen, look, if churches aren't lifting weights, spiritual weights, we're going to get soft. Here's the only problem. Everybody waiting for Jesus to come back. Wonderful. We ought to be waiting and watching for Jesus. 
Jesus to come back. But listen to me carefully. In the midst of all that, what we're teaching our Christians in America is, don't worry about it. You ain't got to be strong. It's going to be okay. You don't have to go through the tough times. When we know that even before all that happens, it's going to get terrible in this nation, and we got to be strong. We can't be weak. we got to keep going. Paul says, listen, all this stuff that's happening to me is for the furtherance of the gospel, but please understand, and he says in verses 13 and 14, he says, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace. What does he mean by that? He says, I'm getting to witness in the palace because these royal guards are here around me. He said, you put me in prison, I'm getting to witness in all the other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds. There were people who were preaching. Will, there were people who were preaching who were glad Paul was in prison. They were like, hey, Paul's out of the way. We can get our name for ourselves. He said, Paul's out of the way. We can, we can, we can start building our ministry now. Paul, you, hey, this, ain't, this didn't just happen in the past few years in America. This has been going on since Paul's day. Paul said, there's people out there preaching Christ. They're glad I'm in prison. And man, they, can't, they love it. They love it. Oh, but listen, listen to me. Christians have gotten soft. Least little hard thing happening. Hey, you would not believe how many people have asked me, Ryan, do you, you reckon Jesus is going to come back anytime soon? I said, it's going to get a whole lot worse. A lot of people send me videos. I'm sitting on this for a reason. A lot of people send me videos. Roscoe, my buddy Roscoe and Judy, they send me videos. And Curran sends me videos. And, and Judy Girls and several others. There's Todd and several others send me videos to watch about politics, to watch about the church and things. Curran sent me one yesterday. I was watching it. There was a preacher talking. He said, you know what? He said, I, he said, I, went, to, I went to China. This has been in the past couple of years. He said, I went to China, and I was in a Bible study in China. He said, we'd meet. They would ride the train for 13 hours to be in this Bible study. There were about 22 of them. And we'd sit on a wooden floor. They'd come in a room. We'd sit on a wooden floor. He said, Bible study wasn't like what you're doing right now. Bible study... <laughs> Bible study was from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And they would sit in there and they'd have their Bibles open. And they'd be, they'd be, they'd be watching this preacher. And the preacher said, how many, of you, how many of you have been to prison for your faith? And 18 out of 22 raised their hand. He said, what would happen if they came in here and I was in here? They said, they'd deport you tomorrow. They'd deport you tomorrow and they'd put the rest of us in prison. He said, how many of you, how many of you have been in prison? And again, they, 18 of them raised their hand and said, well, what was that like? One lady, one lady, she said, she said, well, uh, she said, I, we, we could memorize scripture in prison. You see, when he started reading his Bible, she just handed her Bible to somebody else. She knew all of 2 Peter. I mean, she knew it by heart, so she just handed her Bible to somebody else. She said, we learned this in prison. He said, how? Don't they confiscate your Bibles? Oh, yeah, they confiscate them. But people slip us pieces of paper when they come to visit. They slip us pieces of paper. Well, don't they confiscate the pieces of paper? Well, sure they do, but you got, that's why you got to memorize them fast. You got to memorize them fast. Folks, listen, listen to me, listen to me. She said when she was done, she said, would you pray for us? We know you have the freedom in America to, to go to church when you want to. We know you have the freedom to go to church when you want to in America. Would you pray that we could be just like you? He said, I will not. She said, why, 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 wouldn't, you, why, wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you pray that we could be like you? And he said, no, 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 no. He said, you rode 13 hours to be in Bible study. And if they have to go more than 45 minutes, they won't go. He said, he said you came and you sat on a wooden floor. And, and, and if they have to sit on anything other than a pew, they're not coming. They're not coming. 
a soft seat. They're not coming. He said, he said, if, if you came here and you sat here for 13, you sat for uh, three solid days from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., three solid days and listen to Bible teaching. And if the sermon goes over 30 minutes, they're done. He said, I will not pray that. You see, we're losing in the easy times. Sometimes God has to put a little bit of a vice grip, a little bit of grip on us, and a little bit of pain, and a little bit of suffering in the midst of that so that we'll learn what it's like and know what it's going to be like when we have to get through the hard times. Oh, we're, listen, listen, we're winning in those tough times and those hard times, but we're losing. We're losing in the easy times. We're winning. We're winning with being better. Let's read, let's read verse 16. Verse 16 says this, the one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds. Here's the thing. These people preaching, they said, oh, hey, Paul's in prison. Let's go out, speak against Paul, speak against his teachings, and let's just teach Jesus, see how many people can follow us. And Paul says, that doesn't bother me in a bit. I'm going to be the better man. I'm not going to be the bitter man. I'm going to be the better man. I'm going to make sure that we are, that we are preaching the word from in here and from outside here. Oh, that we would just encourage people. Paul is encouraging his followers. He said, there are going to be people who hate you. I don't know how many of you have somebody you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, dislikes you, but I know of several that don't like me. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's okay. Because if everything you say makes everybody happy, then, friends, you're lying at some point. You got to preach the truth, and every day, every moment, you have an opportunity to preach the truth. And some people aren't going to like what you're saying, and they're not going to like you. Paul said they're preaching the gospel, but they're trying to do it on their own time. He said, "I choose to be better in the midst of this, oh folks, and to be encouraged by one another." When all of this is happening around us, when the, the politics is like it is, when churches are like they are, oh folks, listen to me. Churches are closing their doors still, even today, and a lot of it's a lot of reasons why they're sick. I was telling Sunday school this morning, listen to me carefully. I had a friend of mine who's a pastor at a church, and he said this, they, they, very large church. He said, Ryan, all these churches are still staying closed. I said, yes, they are. He said, we are getting 30 members a week from other churches. He said, that's not how you want to grow. He said, but we're getting 30 members a week from other churches. Why, why, why is that so? Well, it's so because they tell us, they say, we're going to go ahead and join. We don't have any idea when our church may reopen. We don't have any idea when we may worship again. We're going somewhere to worship. And so they join, and they're, they're joining. It's just, it's just drove after drove and people after people and group after group. And it's, it, it's craziness in the world. But right in the middle of this, instead of me being bitter, which is so easy for Ryan to do, I'm going to be like Paul and I'm going to say, I'm going to be better. Then I'm going to pray for people. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray hard for them. In the midst of that, that person that you don't like, that person that doesn't like you, this relationship that has to mend in the, all, in the middle of all this, I'm going to be better, folks. Oh, listen, I was so bitter last year about the Easter play and not being able to do it. And then I see right here, I see we got a list going. And I see we got 23 signatures already. And then one online, 24 people. You know what Johnny says? Johnny says, listen, we're having the Easter play no matter how many people we have. Hey, I may have to play five roles, but I'm going to do it. Hey, didn't that ball guy play the bad guy? Playing the good guy, playing the girl, but I ain't playing the girl. I'll show it. 
They listen to me, folks. We got to encourage one another. Oh, the band encouraging one another during the week. Curran sending out her text to the the band and all. Uh, Pastor Keith sending out his text to encourage people. Folks, in the middle of all he's going through, encouraging people. In the midst of that, helping you. The fact that he sings up here gives me more energy than you can ever imagine. Oh, in the middle of all this, I choose to be better. I don't choose to be better in the midst of this. We are searching in this world for something to believe in. How many of you remember hee-haw? Golly. <laughs> We're searching for something. You remember that song? I searched. Yeah, sing it with me. I searched the world over and thought I found true love. You met another. And you. Y'all some messed up folks in this <laughs> We're searching, folks. We're searching for something to grab a hold of. That means that we're so tired of being lied to. We're so tired of being lied to by the media. We're so tired of being lied to by the world. We're so tired of being lied to by politicians. We're so tired. Well, then guess what? There's an easy solution. Stop counting on, stop counting on them and start counting on God. He said, let God be true and every man a stinking liar. I added stinking. That's the RC version. Stinking liar. Let every man be a liar. Let God be true. Oh, that I would be better and I wouldn't be bitter in the middle of all this. Oh, that I would make sure that I was, I was in the man. Listen, we're losing with being bitter. We're winning with being better, but we're losing with being bitter. You say, something happened to me 10 years ago, Ryan, and I'm still, I'm still bitter about it. Let me promise you something. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. I, listen, I remember... I remember reading a story. There was this river in Africa that people were getting so sick in. They were getting, so they start with their vomiting and then, then they could almost die. Some of them did die. They were trying to figure out what's happened. Hundreds of them were getting sick. So they, they sent some people upstream and they realized that down inside of the stream, right between some rocks, a mother, and a, a mother pig and the piglets had gotten caught in there and died. And all of that death was then coming down the stream And they were getting sick from it. Let me promise you something. Bitterness will do the same thing. Say, oh, I'm bitter. I'm mad. Let me promise you something. It'll eat you from the inside. It'll eat you from the inside. It'll tear you up from the inside. You won't know what's going on until you go upstream and see what that issue is in your heart. And when you see that issue in your heart, what what do I need to do? You need to bring it to God and say, Lord, I don't want to be bitter anymore. Oh, Paul said, I'm not going to be bitter. They're preaching against me, but they are preaching Jesus. And I don't care if they kill me, as long as they're getting the name of Jesus out there, I'm going to be good with it. Oh, that I'd not be bitter. Oh, that I wouldn't be bitter in the middle of all this. I mean, it's easy to get bitter. <laughs> Man, one time he went up to a guy on a bench, and the guy had, his dog, had a dog beside him. He said, hey, uh, does your dog bite? He said, oh, no, no, no. So he went to pet the dog, and the dog bit him. He said, I thought you said your dog doesn't bite. He said, that's not my dog. <laughs> listen to me. Listen, to, listen, listen. It's easy to get bitter, folks, because misunderstandings and all that, it's, it's easy. And Paul, let me tell you something. Paul had done so much for the Lord. He knew all the bad he had done. He was so glad for God's grace. But he was, he was in the middle of this and he, he realized, these people, they don't even like me. You say, oh, so-and-so church over there. They moved their membership to that church from our church. Well, do they preach Jesus? Yeah. I got no problem. 
So that person over there, they keep recruiting our people. They're, they're going over there. They're stealing sheep. Do they preach Jesus? Oh, yeah. Folks are getting saved. Same thing Paul said. He said, I don't care who saves them. I just want them saved. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to be better, he said. I'm going to be better in the midst of all this. I'm going to make, look, I promise you this, a rattlesnake can get so mad at itself, it strikes itself. It gets so flustered and angry and scared that it strikes its own body. That's what bitterness will do. That's what it does all the time. You can win with expectation. Verse 20 says this. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. He says, I expect these things to happen. I expect good things to happen. I expect God to do some big things. I expect revival. I expect discipleship. I expect salvation. You say, oh, listen, if I could just, you're just filling your blank. Oh, to live as vacation, to live as the party, to live as alcohol, to live as drugs. No, no, that's not what Paul said. He said to live as Christ. To live as Christ. If you let me live, if you let me live on this side, I'm going to talk about Jesus. And every person in this room, when you leave here today, has a responsibility to say, I, my life is about Christ no matter what comes upon me. No matter what comes upon me. In the middle of all this, that I will, I will win with expectation. I wonder how many of you. And guys, I'll tell you this, boy. Sometimes you can get that filter in your air conditioner if you haven't changed it out like you're supposed to. And you say, my goodness, how dirty it's gotten. How many of you have cleaned your expector? I expect people to get saved at the Easter play. I expect, although who knows what God will do, I expect good things to happen. I expect people to be healed of sicknesses. I expect marriages to be restored. I expect relationships between family members to be restored. I expect God to do these things. Not because I expect because I'm, you know, over God. God can do what he wants with his will. I just expect him to show out. I expect God to show up every week, no matter if it's just me standing here and three out there or if Pastor Rex is preaching to 50 out here. I expect God to show up and show out because he's God. He will be faithful to those who are faithful. Oh, that we would expect Hudson Taylor was a missionary to China. Hudson Taylor was on a boat one time, and he was trying to get over to an island, but there was another island nearby. Captain comes knocking to the door. He says, Hudson, I hear you're a, a, a believer. You're a, one of those faith guys. And he says, I do believe in my God, and he can do stuff. So. I do expect him to do some miracles. He said, Hudson, we need you to pray. We're, we're drifting over toward a can, an, an island that has cannibals. So you need to pray. There, there's no wind, and we're drifting there. There's no wind for ourselves. You need to pray for wind. He said, I'll do it. Husband Taylor got down, and he started praying. 30 minutes later, the guy knocks on the door. Captain knocks on the door and says, you got to stop. You got to stop. We got too much wind. We got it's crazy. We're going, we're going too fast away from it now. So he expected. Hudson said, listen, I'll pray, and I expect the wind. I expect, I expect the win. I expect God to do big things. I expect, him, I expect him to still grow churches and for people still to be saved and, and for people to be excited and to love one another and to love God and to fill up churches. I expect it. Have you cleaned off your expector? Oh, but then there's another one. You lose with humiliation. You win with expectation, but you lose with humiliation. What did verse 20 say? It says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. You say, well, Ryan, I'm going through an illness and a sickness. Folks, let me tell you something. 
I'm going to hurry, but just, just hear me out. There are a lot of people going through sickness that are ashamed. And they're ashamed because somebody told them that if they had enough faith, that God would heal them. And they keep going, getting on them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, so-and-so, he could be healed if he just had enough faith, he just had that. Listen, listen, what I remember is you could move mountains with the size of a mustard seed. And I've seen people with, with faith the size of this church, and God said, I've got another plan. You don't need to be ashamed of what you're going through. What you're going through is what Paul was going through. And Paul said, the reason you're taking me through this is to make me stronger. And when I get on the other side of this, I can help somebody else come to Christ because I know how to get through it. When you're going through depression, Paul has been through that. He understands that and he says listen I'm not ashamed of having gone through it because on this other side I can help you with this with loss of a family member you're just like I don't know how to get through this and you know, I'm so ashamed to still be grieving no stop that God is taking you through this he said I'm not ashamed of these things oh but if you're humiliated you say oh if God really loved me and you start that and the Bible's really clear that you're ashamed of him he's ashamed of us you lose with humiliation. You got to say, listen, I can go through this. I got an obstacle after obstacle, but it's put in the way so that I'll get through it. The devil puts the obstacle in the way, and God uses it to train you and make you strong. On top of every obstacle is a mirror for you to look at yourself. And when you see, you see who you are to get through it. We're winning with expectation. We're losing with humiliation. Oh, praise God that the Bible is there for us to stand on. And here's where, here's where it gets good, folks, and I'll end today. Paul ends with this last verse. He says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ and to die is gain. The first thing is, is we win with life. We win with life. Listen, Paul says, if you let me live, that's good. I'm going to preach. I'm going to teach. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Let me tell you what happened to me one day. I went to a dentist office, and it's actually an oral surgeon. He was going to do some work inside my mouth. <laughs> I went to him and he said, they said, uh, we can actually do this surgery with just like a local anesthetic. I said, hey, it's up to you. You want to put me to sleep, not put me to sleep? I said, it's up to you. I'm good with that. I said, but uh, hey, if you, uh, and I was just excited, just an excited mode. And she had, she had slid back the glass and she tell, I said, but if you let me, you know, if you let me stay awake, you know, I can tell you about Jesus. She said, oh, that's so good. And she closed the window. I came in and sat down in the chair, <laughs> and the doc came in with a needle. He didn't give me a choice. He said, count down from 10. <laughs> I, I said, wait a second, I thought we could do either one. No, 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 it's very special. We, need, we need, really need to go ahead and put you out. I know why you put me out, because I said I would talk about Jesus. Then look what Paul said. Paul said, Paul said this, Paul said, Paul said, hey, look here. He said, keep me alive, that's good. Because if you keep me alive, I'm going to preach, I'm going to teach, I'm going to sing, I'm going I'm I'm to get out of here, I'm going to write some letters, I'm going to write a third of the Bible. You go ahead and let me live. Let me live because to live is Christ. That's all it's about. That's why I'm living. That's why I give, keep giving glory to God. That's why I do what I do. So, oh, let me live. That's a, I win that way. I win with it, folks. And oh, that I would have a river of life flowing out of me. 
Oh, the thing is, those artesian wells where the water just spews up out of it is because the water level is this much, is higher than where the water is coming out. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would be in me so deep and so, so high that it would just, the holy water of God would just come out of me. The river of life would just come out of me. He says, listen to me. You're not going to keep me down through hard times. I'm excited about God to live is Christ. But then it gets better. He says, you want to let me live? Praise God. You want to kill me? Praise God. He said, here's the thing. You want to let me live or have more life? Which one am I going to choose? Live or have more life? You got, listen, he said, you go ahead and kill me because I'll be with Christ. I'll be with him. I'll walk with him. I'll serve with him. I'll praise him. I'll give him glory. I'll sing. I'll walk through the streets of gold. This whole thing about being in chains no more. I'll be free. I'll be strong. I'll make it through. He said, look, it's a win-win situation. You can let me live or you can let me die. I win either way, praise God. Folks, here's the thing I want you to remember. You're going through all types of things. We all are. But everything you're going through is going to make you stronger. If you realize it's just like the weights, if you realize it's just like any other struggle, nothing good is easy to get. Nothing good is easy to get. Every head bowed and every eye closed. As our musicians come, folks, I know you're going through things. Just a moment, you're going to be able to give, give that to the Lord right now. As you're seated right where you are, I want you to pray to the Lord. I want you to give it to him. You say, listen, I've been going through this for so long, God. Would you please deliver me? And folks, he may, or he may say, just a little while longer. Just a little while longer. You say, Ryan, I'm so scared about this nation. Ryan, I'm so scared about our marriage. I'm so scared about this relationship. I'm so scared about our finances. I'm so scared. Listen, take away the fear. And realize we're going to get through. We're going to make it through. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. Paul says, if they let me live, oh, that's a win situation. He says, oh, if you kill me, that's a win situation. You can't beat a man like that. You can't beat a woman like that who says you can't beat me. Oh, folks, listen to me. All over the world, Christians have it bad. Except in America. And it's starting. Pray to him right now that he'll give us the strength to make it through. Don't pray. Don't pray for an easier load. Pray for a stronger back. Lord Jesus, we love you and we give you praise, glory, and honor for all you do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. As we stand and sing, as we stand and sing, maybe there's somebody in this room who says, you know what? I'm ready to give these problems to him. Let him tell me how he's using them to make me stronger. Maybe there's somebody in the room who needs to be saved. You say, I need to give my life to Christ. I've been, I'm in this room. I've never been saved. I need to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I want you to come forward and let me know. There'll be plenty of people here who can pray with you. Maybe somebody's told you, you know, you need to shop around for a church. You need to shop around. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Mountain View is not for sale. Mountain View is not for sale. If you chose a Mountain View, it's because we preach the Word. It's been preached for 43 years, and even before that, it's been preached. We're not for sale. But we sure do invite you to be a part of us. So if you want to join this church today, you come on forward. I'm not going to keep you forever. We're going to sing a verse or two. But folks, the hard times you're going through now are for a reason. He's toughening you up for the battle ahead.
God is so good to us. Let's give him praise. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.